thunderous skies. There they appear overhead, ominously and fearsomely dark. Such menacing weather the winter storm had wrought. Numerous in number and loud to behold came claps of earth-shaking thunder, resonating the fury of an angry god's displeasure as it echoed throughout the bleak, war-torn Manchurian landscape of long ago. Join us here. Breathe it in. Let the bitter cold air fill your lungs and take one step into this bitter mud. Feel your heels sink deep into the forsaken earth and into this woeful tale, for it is here that a man's boots will trounce through the rain-soaked clay with utter dread dragging every step. With his hands bound, he sloshed through the puddles of mud, reflecting the darkened gray skies above, drenching the distressed land below. Amidst the rains and towering plumes of blackened smoke, one sees the burning embers of fires billowing upwards towards the heavens off into the distance. There, one could hear the angry shouts and commands abound, which, for some, not understood beyond the point of a bayonet. Slowly he moved until kicked in cruel contempt by his captors as he lurched ever forward, nearly falling face down into the earth before raising his head once more. Even in disgrace he still had his pride and displayed a dignified composure no one could take away. Come closer and you shall see. The condemned man is neither an insurgent nor a member of the Chinese Bayang army who the Japanese warred against during the First Sino-Japan War of 1894-1895. No, he is an officer of the Imperial Japanese Army cast into disgrace. He could be seen wearing the single red stripe down the sides of his mud-covered breeches and the white collarless banded shirt that would be worn under his tunic that had been stripped of his rank and insignia. His hands tied ever so tightly behind his back, the disgraced officer was led through the gauntlet of Japanese soldiers who stood behind their Chinese prisoners, who knelt with their heads down, awaiting their fates. Once the clearing of the center of the yard had been reached, he was brutally kicked once more. Unable to break his fall, the disgraced officer dropped face down into the blackened mud. Yame! Stop! shouted the commanding officer. The disgraced officer raised his head from the mud that clung to his tired face and turned to see the sinister-looking officer he had hoped he would never see up close. A feared man, who dispensed military justice in the form of summary executions and other severe punitive actions that instilled dread within the ranks of Japanese soldiers and those unfortunate enough to be under their control. This was the commanding officer of the dreaded Kempeitai, the military police corps, also known as the Secret Police, whose reputation compared to the dark silhouette he cast in his long black leather trench coat and tall black riding boots. He made for one intimidating figure for his time, with his pointed waxed mustache, dangling silver monocle, and bald head under his high-peaked officer's cap. It was here that the Prussian-modeled Kempeitai were the judge, jury, and executioners. They were granted immense power by the Japanese government, which made them accountable to no one. Not understanding Japanese culture of the 19th century, one could ask how such cruelty could be inflicted upon one of their own. It was the way things were done. One could say they were holdovers from 266 years of feudalism, now 28 years in its wake. Such consideration mattered not for the disgraced officer, and while the kicking and taunting ceased, true release from this torturous bondage was hostage to flight of impossible escape. There his eyes laid level with the ground, yet seemingly lost in the symphony of raindrops falling into the mud. From where he lay this unfortunate man could see the tall riding boots of a junior Kempeitai officer marching his way with two conscript subordinates bearing rifles slung, nearing ever closer towards him. 
the man could see the junior officer shared the same rank of lieutenant as he ordered his teenage conscript soldiers to pull up and prop the prisoner onto his knees. One young conscript wiped the man's face clean of mud with a small white towel, while another pulled out his bayonet and cut the rope freeing the prisoner's hands behind his back. What momentary relief it seemed. His hands freed, his blood could flow and warm away the numbness that he had sustained under such arrest. Kneeling, he took in a moment to catch his breath. There he closed his eyes, imagining the rain dissipating into serene state of peace he had never known. And then, as if granted one last gift from heaven, it came to be. There he looked up to a small clearing opening high up in the sky. Was it an invitation, or the inevitable? One could speculate. For him his answer came in the form of snowflakes that drifted so peacefully to blanket the muddied ground he knelt in. Peace, he thought. Be at peace.